Yesterday, I took three naps. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to talk about this topic today. It's something I get asked about a lot, and I think it'll be a really fun one. I know I'm excited too. I've had a few different pageant coaches and I've known a few different pageant coaches. And today we are going to be talking all about how do you go about picking a pageant coach? I love it. What? Okay. So let's just kind of briefly talk about the first steps that you should take when you are choosing the right coach to work with. Okay. Well, I don't know if I chose or if I went about it the right way. So why don't you tell me how you should do it? And then I'll tell you if I did it or not. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, I am a coach. So I'm telling you this from a contestant perspective versus the coaching perspective. So when I was a contestant, I think the first thing you should be doing is looking at the potential coaches, social media, making sure you have something in common with them and you kind of align with what they are talking about. There are so many personality types out there and not everyone is a perfect fit for your team. Just like you wouldn't maybe stick with the same therapist because it's not a good match. Same thing with a coach. You can do a quick 20 minute mock um, interview with them or just reach out and say, I'd love to just get on the phone with you for a few minutes and see if this is a good fit before you actually book multiple sessions or purchase a package of coaching sessions, make sure it's a good fit and make sure you align with kind of what they're talking about on social media. If all you see them talking about is one specific aspect of competition or one specific pageant, and that's not the one you're competing in, that's probably not a good match. So just do your research. I like that, especially with the system, because there are going to be a lot of, there's so many pageant systems out there. And Mm -hmm. if someone really specializes in maybe coaching little ones, that probably isn't going to align as well if you're going into a Mrs. Pageant or um, even like a Miss USA, it just depends. So I I like that of like seeing what they kind of specialize in as far as the system goes. Yes. And there's also very specific coaches for different aspects of pageantry, such as walking. There are some coaches that that is what they do and that's their bread and butter. You're going to not want to hire that walking coach to be your talent coach or your interview coach. You have to be thoughtful of, okay, do I need someone for this aspect or do I want someone that's well-rounded and can kind of coach me and guide me through the whole process? Then pick accordingly. And you can have multiple coaches in preparation for your pageant. I, yeah, I had a couple different coaches. Um, I had Christine Harmeyer and she is like a real life Barbie doll. She, she is. I mean, she models, like she knows how to model and she is an absolutely fantastic confidence and walking coach and just really making sure that you get on stage. And I know actually she coaches all the way from little girls up into Mrs. Pageants because mm-hmm. she, she's a former Mrs. Ohio and 
she knows how to really coach you to take that stage and make it your moment. Yes. And then um, I've worked with a couple different interview coaches even. And let me tell you, Rebecca, there was one that I worked with and this person was $300 a session. And I might as well have just flushed $300 down the toilet. It was so, it just, this person just talked at me Mm -hmm. the whole time. And it was so disappointing because I thought, oh, they're very expensive. They've got to be good. Right. And that just was not the case. I totally know what you're saying. I have worked with coaches where I felt like they started the conversation with a plan in mind without ever asking me what my goals were. And that was not what I was <laughs> expecting. I was like, but wait, take a step back. Like none of this aligns with who I am or what I want to do. I don't want your formula to win. I want to know how I can be my best version of myself, which is how I ended up finding the coaches that I stuck with the longest and really learned the most from. I don't think you just want to get a cookie cutter package of, okay, you're entering this system. You have to wear this type of dress. You have to have this hairstyle and you need to have this on your paperwork. That doesn't work. Like you have to know who the girl is in order for them to shine in their best unique way. And I think you can tell when you meet a contestant that prepped in, like you said, that cookie cutter way because they come in and they are the perfect pageant patty and they know exactly what they're supposed to say for the system. And I mean, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but I feel like pageantry is really going more in the direction of not picking the most perfect person Mm -hmm. and just picking the right woman for that year. Oh, I couldn't agree more. So I love that aspect that you just said of you felt like they were talking at you, not to with you or to you. That's important to think of when you are working with someone. If you're not walking away after your coaching session feeling more excited, more motivated, and more empowered to do what you're setting out to do, that's not the right fit for you. If you're walking away in tears or feeling less than or feeling like you just got beat down, that is not the right person for you, in my opinion. No, and I... I remember leaving the session with this specific coach and it was like, okay, I feel like I just got talked at the entire time. Like this person was suggesting certain books and I kept interrupting. I was like, well, I've read that. So I know you don't have to explain it to me. I know exactly what you're talking about. They did not ask me really hardly any questions about myself. And then at one point this person said to me, you know, when you go into the interview room, we already know you're smart. You don't have to act like or make them feel like you're the smartest person in the room. We already know that. And I'm like, where did that come from? (laughs) I haven't said two words this whole time. Yeah. Like, how do you know I'm smart? I could, I could just be a beautiful girl that walked in here. You don't know anything about me. That's funny. It was, I mean, you could just tell that they just had exactly what they wanted to say and they just regurgitated it Mm -hmm. over and over. And I will say, like in high, like taking a little bit of a step back, for certain systems, especially little girls' systems, that method or kind of formula, it does work. They have a one-minute interview in a lot of those systems, maybe two in the older ages. You can't really get that in-depth in one or two minutes with a contestant. So teaching them, here's the most important things you need to get in that one minute, 
that does play into it a little bit. I get that. But when it comes to a longer interview, if it's three minutes or more, you have time to show them personality and who you are. You don't need a cookie cutter formula for any of those types. No. And I feel like that I would feel, I think, more stressed because I would feel like I would have to almost memorize every single answer Mm -hmm. because to to be the person that I was being coached to be Mm -hmm. as opposed to just being myself and having a coach polish me up a little bit so that I'm concise and can answer in a, you know, a more eloquent way. The funniest thing probably as speaking from like the coaching side that I will have a contestant who is new to me, but has had coaching before. And we will be kind of working through some mock interview questions, just talking. And I will notice every time they answer one specific question, it sounds literally exactly the same and their personality disappears. And I basically try to break them of that habit and say, and ask the question like in a different way. So then they have to kind of think a little bit and it comes out more naturally. And then I'll point it out to them and say, did that feel different than when you answered, why do you want to be a doctor? You know, if, when I ask, what is it about medicine that makes you excited? So just asking that question in a new way to break that habit of that memorized answer. Yes. You did that with me a few times (laughs) (laughs) just to get my personality out a little bit, because I think no matter what, when you're starting into a pageant, you feel like you have to give the right answer and you need to have a coach that's going to really tell you, no, it's okay to be yourself. I mean, don't say anything too crazy, but we can take who you are and you can answer it in the way that you would normally answer. It's almost like media training. Like you should have a coach that is essentially giving you media training. Yeah, it really is. Because I like to think of interview as a conversation, not a question and answer session. This is just a conversation to get to know you and for the judges to figure out who you are and who you would be out in the state, out in the community, out in the country, if you're a national title holder, and what you'll be like in front of the media, in front of large groups, small groups, or one-on-ones. That's what it's for. That's the whole purpose. Yes. And if you are a really warm, bubbly person, then you'll just want to embrace that more in the interview. And then if you are a little more of like a serious person or, um, I don't know, more of like an Angelina Jolie sort of person, I feel like all of that's okay. Totally okay. And you Mm -hmm. just need a coach that helps you lean into who you really are. Yes. I do not think you should change your personality for a pageant because at the end of the day, you are going to win that pageant as that either fake version of yourself and have to kind of live up to that for the next year, or you're going to lose and wish you would have just been yourself because maybe that would have been what they wanted. Like Mm -hmm. there's, you'll always have regrets when you go into it being a fake or what you think they want you to be version. It doesn't work. I can tell you from firsthand experience, I competed for so long as a miss And every year I would try the whole season. So in Miss America system, you compete like for a whole season of locals until you win. So you do multiple pageants over and over until you finally win one. And I would compete that whole pageant local year as my version of the previous Miss Oklahoma. 
So if the last Miss Oklahoma was super educated, focused on career goals and very passionate about her platform, that's the way I'd be. And if the next year Miss Oklahoma was very bubbly and energetic and just funny, made you laugh, that's who I would try to be. Well, none of those were me. I should have just been myself the whole time instead of trying to mold myself into last year's Miss Oklahoma. They don't want another last year. They want a new person that has a different set of skills and personality. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I just feel like the first time I did Mrs. Ohio, I definitely did the whole like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, be what I think they really want me to be. And then the next year when I came in and I was able to interview and answer as more myself, I feel there was a couple of times I made the judges laugh. There was a couple of times where like they smiled or looked at me just in a totally different way as Mm -hmm. before when I came out more like, well, I'm supposed to say this. And so I am going to say this and I'm supposed to stand like this. (laughs) Right. Right. I remember um, in my preparation for Mrs. America. So I had already won Mrs. Oklahoma and I won interview that year. And I put a lot of pressure on myself when I got to, when I was prepping for nationals to stay at that level. And I would wake up in the middle of the night thinking about answers to questions <laughs> and, and how I would want to say it. And it was very, a bad way to prepare, honestly, because I started to get certain phrases and words in my mind that I was like, I've got to say that, I've got to work that in. Then I got to nationals and forgot every single thing I'd been practicing because I was trying to memorize instead of just highlight, here's what's important about me. Here's the things that make me different and set me apart. Yeah. So number one, first and foremost, look for a coach that is willing to take who you are and just make it shine a little more. Yes. The next, oh, I'm so sorry. No, I just, I was going to say make you into a highlight reel for that pageant weekend, Mm -hmm. but your highlight reel. Yes. Your best version of you. The next thing I would think about when you're looking for a coach is not necessarily their list of winners. I don't think that really is the best gauge of a coach. I would look at the reviews or what people they've worked with have said about them, or maybe even reach out to someone who, you know, has worked with that coach before and just get their opinion. They will be a a client, a former client especially, will be pretty honest with you and say they were really great about paperwork, about helping me with wardrobe, but they weren't the best helping me on this particular subject. I did do that a lot. I reached out to a lot of people who had worked with some coaches I had not worked with before just to see if like... It would be a good fit for me. How was their experience? I'd never really heard much about them, but I was interested in it. And they had really good reviews on like Pageant Planet. So I thought, okay, let me just reach out to this girl that I sort of know through social media and just say, I think I'm going to work with this coach. Can you give me your feedback? How did, how did it go for you? That is a very good way to just make sure you're making the right decision for you. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of reaching out to other people because I know – for a fact, I would be very, I'm very, very honest about that because you are spending a good amount of money to make yourself better. And if you don't walk away feeling better about yourself or feeling more confident in how you're going to perform, I mean, you'll be like me and you flushed $600 down the toilet (laughs) working with this pageant coach who 
was supposed to be and is supposed to be one of the best in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and, and like you, and I still think, I still think about it, Rebecca. I still think about the pair of shoes I could have gotten with that money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, well, but live and learn. And now, you know, and now if someone does reach out to you, you can be honest with them and tell them. So add value back, even though you kind of threw that money away, at least you did walk away knowing I'm not doing that. Yes. Well, yeah, that's true. Because I was told to cut off all my hair, that I should look more androgynous. And I'm like, that is so not me. It's not even funny. Like, I, I'm not oh, doing that. Miss Dolly Parton version 2.0, pageant Dolly. I do not think looking androgynous is your way. No. And had this person taken the time to talk to me, really, then they would have known that. So yeah, yeah, you you really, that's so important because then let me tell you, when you do find the pageant coach that you click with, now suddenly you'd be like, you know what? I'd pay whatever you ask me to pay (laughs) because they're so unbelievably helpful. Mm -hmm. So when you do find that coach that you're like, yes, this is my coach, then suddenly you're like, okay, like just take my money. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Take Take all my money. And that is the next thing I was going to bring up is budget. Um, Talk to your coach, find out their rates and see what works for you and your budget. And then ask them like what they recommend. Just be honest with your coach and say, I have X amount of money or I can only do this many sessions. How often should we meet? A coach, Mm -hmm. like from the coaching perspective, I can tell you, I love knowing the timeline and the expectation that they have and how many sessions we can get in that is not going to break their budget. I want to help them stay on budget and I'll be happy to send in between sessions, little things, emails, reminders of here's some practice questions to work on, or here's a walking video. I want you to send me your walking videos after you practice swim or gown. Um, you know, like we can work quote unquote, outside of the session a little bit to keep you on pace if I know what your budget is and or how long you've got until your pageant. Yeah, that you bring up a really good point because I always forget about budget. But I, and I think a lot of people who, who do pageants kind of do sometimes. And then before they know it, they've blown all their budget and they're like, oh, shoot. Like, yes. I have a bunch of other stuff I have to do and I've already blown through my budget for the year. Mm-hmm. And I think a good coach, like you said, would be, it will be respectful of that also. Mm -hmm. And if you have someone that's like, well, no, 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 like you need to meet with me this many times. And you, if you do want to win, I've heard coaches say this to people, oh, do you want to win? Well, then you need to spend this much. How much Mm -hmm. does it, and that peer, that pressure. Mm -hmm. And if a coach is doing that, I, I don't agree with that at all. I think that's, I think you're taking something a dream of somebody's and then mm-hmm. exploiting it by pressuring them to work with you more after they were just very open and honest with you about what they're willing to spend. Yes. I um, worked with someone who I had a very tight budget at that point. I was having to pay for every single part of my nationals experience on, on my own, including travel and everything. I had zero help from the organization, no sponsors, nothing other than the ones I was able to get. So I had told this coach, I, she had gifted one session to me because I was the winner of my state. 
So I, in our first session, I was like, I really want to do more sessions, but I can only do three. That is the max I can afford. And she basically kind of wrote me off and I did zero more sessions. She wow. never got back to me. She never sent me her like calendar or how to book with her. It was just like, well, if you can't do 12, I don't want you kind of a feeling. And that really hurt my feelings a lot. And it just made me feel like I wasn't important. And that's okay. I may, I didn't win. Maybe she knew I wasn't going to win in her heart, but I still was willing to put in the work. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to grow more and develop more. And that was, that just really put a bad taste in my mouth about that. Oh, that would me too. Yeah. And yeah. So when, so yeah. Okay. So when you're looking for a pageant coach, you want someone that's going to be respectful of your budget and you don't want somebody to, I'm just going to say mean girl you into making you feel like, oh, well, you're not going to be good enough unless you do 12 sessions with me. Yeah. As a coach, I've had clients that I have, they've reached out to me to book and I'll say, you don't need a session right now. You're, you're ready. Wait, you don't need to do another session. You're, you're ready. Like I, I tell them no. And that's, taking money out of my pocket, but I don't want them to come in too rehearsed, over-practiced and sounding like a robot. So when I start to see that, I'm like, "Mm, let's just do maybe a 20 minute. I don't think you need the full hour. Let's just really mindset coach instead of practicing interview, or let's just talk through the weekend and what it's going to be like instead of practicing more walking. You're good. Like stop practicing, you know? I know you did. And you actually did do that with me before Mrs. Ohio a couple of times. I'm like, no, 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 let's do, let's do more mock sessions. Let's do this. And you were, you had kind of had to talk me down a little bit and say, no, you're, you're ready. We can make, let's maybe do 20 minutes and we'll talk through a few things, but no, we're not doing that. And that, I really like that about you as a coach also that you kind of put it in perspective a little bit, even though maybe it's not going to make you any more money. Right. And it's normally right before the pageant. It's right the two weeks before the three weeks before that's when I usually start to know in my gut. I, I have a pretty good like gut feeling of if a girl is ready or a woman, I shouldn't say girls, sometimes it's a woman, you know, um, if they're ready or not. And once they get to that point, I have to restrain myself because of course I want to do as many sessions as possible. It's good for my personal budget of buying more shoes, but I know I can't because that's not serving them. And that's my goal is to serve them and be their best. So find a coach who has that mentality. And another thing that I really appreciate in a coach is I want them to be totally honest with me, but I also don't want them to bombard me with a thousand things that I'm doing wrong because that's overwhelming. I want a coach who's going to say, okay, let's work on this and this Mm -hmm. and we'll reevaluate next session, kind of see where you're at and almost just like taking little pieces Mm -hmm. because obviously I could work on a thousand different things. Yeah, we all could. But coming in and leaving with a list of you have way too many filler words. You need a shorter answers. You're too wordy. You have a terrible walk. You need a whole new wardrobe. Everything you bought is wrong. Where do you start? You know, it's just, it <laughs> feels know. very overwhelming. It's the first session you walk away with, okay, well, I'm back to square one. That's not really going to help you. It's better to say, 
I think we are, we're going to keep working on interview, but right now I want you to focus on let's get this wardrobe in place and get that checked off the list because that's what takes the longest usually to come in or to find. Let's do that first. Then we'll work on interview or whatever it is. And I always tell people too, that I feel like you're, you were more like a therapist to (laughs) me than a pageant coach, just because I always felt really good when I left. And that was my biggest thing. I didn't want to leave feeling less confident than when I walked in. Mm -hmm. That was one thing that I really was very, I did not want that. And I always felt so much better about myself. I felt like that I could tell maybe a story that was a little more emotional. I could tell it in a way that didn't make me upset, wouldn't be offensive or upsetting to anybody else I'm telling it to. Mm-hmm. Like it just really finding a coach that you mesh with like yes, that. Totally. Like, a, like you said, a therapist. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, one other point I wanted to discuss when you're choosing a coach is if you notice any red flags as you are working with them, it is okay to discontinue that relationship. If you hear that coach talk to you about another contestant and compare you to that contestant or bring up something about that contestant, that's a red flag. Because if they're doing that to you, they're doing that about you. You do not want a coach who isn't confidential with you, keeping things you and her only, you and him only, that's a red flag. You need to stop that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Like I I don't even think I knew that you were coaching anyone else for Mrs. Ohio until later when the person thanked you in a social media post because you just don't you, – that's not something you should be doing. You shouldn't be telling me about anybody else. Yes. And there are times that I've gone to a pageant workshop – with a certain coach where every contestant that coach was working with was invited to this workshop. So I could see at that point, okay, they're working with these people, but I didn't know it until then, until it was like a full day intensive workshop that, you know, 12 of us went to, but they never discussed with me, this person, what their wardrobe was, what their gown was, what their interview outfit was. I didn't know any of that and I didn't care. You have to stay so focused on you and your journey. And if your coach is bringing in other people that you start comparing yourself to, that's only going to lead you astray. So be careful with that and really watch for negative comments about other people or, you know, gossip. You don't want that. You want to run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And So what other red flags, if there's any, would you just tell us to keep an eye out for when we're working with people? Another red flag I could think of is if you ever leave a session feeling uncomfortable or like something was said to you that really was a little triggering to you in any way. I have had a coach who knew my experience with eating disorders very well tell me I needed to lose weight. And that was very, very triggering to me. I just felt like, OMG, like if my coach thinks I need to lose weight and then I've got to do it. And I was so close to having a relapse before I decided, you know what, I can't let this affect my personal health, my journey. But that was something that I will never forget as leaving that session, walking away and feeling like I'm not fit enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not ready enough. 
which is the literal opposite of my platform, the You Are Enough movement. And this coach knew that was my platform. That's what we talked about all the time. So it was something I just was like, "Mm, it's not going to work for me to work with that person anymore. And that was my last session that I was scheduling with them. How do you break up with one? (laughs) The best way to do it, in my mind, um, I've had contestants who, no, no fault of either of us, it just was maybe a budget issue or maybe they just kind of like didn't feel like it was the right fit. I love when they just send me a quick message and say, I have absolutely loved working with you. I've learned so much. Thank you so much for all your help. That's it. You don't have to say anything else. You don't have to give them a reason it's not working or just stop booking sessions. It's, it's not, it's a relationship, but it's not like they're your friend. You know what I mean? Like they could become a friend, but they're your coach. They are there just like a baseball coach or a track coach or a tennis coach. You wouldn't break up with your tennis coach. You just stop hiring them, right? So just thank them for all of the work that they've done with you so far and leave it at that. I think that's good advice because I think sometimes people almost feel obligated that they're like, well, I know I need to work on these things and I don't really feel like I can go to anybody else, but mm-hmm. I think it's important to remember, no, you're, you're paying them. They're, they're your employee at that yes. point. Yes. You absolutely can sever that relationship. Yes. And like we talked about in the beginning about finding a coach that knows certain systems really well, I had an experience where I just was very honest with one coach I'd been working with and said, I'm going to compete in this system. It was a different system. And I love working with you. Everything I've learned from you has only helped me get to where I'm at today. But I'm going to book a few sessions with someone who specializes in this system. I just want to be upfront with you and let you know before, you know, you see it or you hear it. Because I want you to know this is why. It's because you don't have experience in this system and this coach does. That was the literal only reason. And that, I think that that coach really appreciated my honesty there. And I think a good coach knows their strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And I've even had a coach call in another coach and they, they'll work together. Yes. Because and, they yeah. just know that they're just maybe not as experienced in, in this or that. And, and yeah. they want the best for their clients. Yes. Which is like, I love working, like you mentioned with Christine, we work so well together, referring clients back and forth. And it just makes the whole experience so great because I know she is the best in Ohio for walking. If you can get to her, if you're in that region of the North Midwest, I'm going to send you to her. And she refers her girls back to me. So it's just really nice to have people that you know and trust that will be willing to like collaborate with other people. If it's not a right fit for me, I will tell you, I think this would be the perfect person for you. I don't work a lot with little littles. This coach I know is a specialist in it. Pick her. I'm I'm very honest. Well, and I think if a coach is getting territorial over you, it's kind of like being in a toxic relationship. It's like, no, no, no. (laughs) Right. Exactly. We're going to break up now because that's the whole jealousy thing is not okay. Yeah. Possession is not a a factor here. This is, it's a team effort in my mind. I love working with multiple 
I love working with girls who have additional coaches in their lives, whether it's a trainer or uh, someone who they work with on social media, whatever it is, because they just bring in a fresh perspective sometimes. And it's nice and good to hear something from another point of view. If you've known someone for a long time, you've worked with them for years and years, sometimes you need that fresh perspective. So all in all, when you're going to pick a pageant coach, first and foremost, figure out if they have any experience with the system that you're working in, or if maybe the style of system is very similar to what they work with. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything in common? And a good way to do that is check their social media, maybe do a mock interview, set up an initial phone call just to Mm -hmm. feel them out for 15 minutes. Um, And then make sure that they listen to your goals. And if you don't have specific goals, that they listen to you enough that they can help you set your goals. Mm -hmm. And then figure out if they have any specialties. Are they an interview person, a walking person? Are they both? Figure out their specialties. And then do you leave feeling better, more confident, or that you really learned something that you need to work on in a constructive way? Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect coach. I love it. If we could just, uh, you know, give that little checklist maybe out on our social media as well for people to like save on their phones maybe. And that way when they're looking for coaches, they can refer back to our list and say, is this the right one for me? Oh, I like that. Okay. We'll post our pageant coach checklist for your perfect pageant coach and you'll be able to save that. And then that way when you're kind of interviewing coaches you can or reevaluating the coaching relationship that you have you'll be able mm-hmm. to say okay this checks all the boxes and i'm feeling really good about this and before we completely wrap up i do want to say having a coach is not required to compete in a pageant it is not something you have to do it is basically a luxury right it's it's on top of everything else if i could ref- you know, give someone an optimal idea, I would say, yes, you want to have at least a few sessions with the coach just to make sure you're on track. But I do understand not everyone can afford a coach. They can't always make that happen as part of their pageant prep. That's okay. There are a ton of great free resources out there like this podcast. Um, Follow a ton of coaches' social media they often will post really helpful hints or interview tips or walking tips or style tips. And you can compete without having a coach. I do want to make sure that all of our listeners know that. Yes. I've definitely heard of people winning pageants and one, never doing one and two, not having a coach. And I think it just goes back to what kind of we said at the beginning where Sometimes these pageant systems maybe aren't looking for the perfect pageant petty person. (laughs) Right. And you may just be that breath of fresh air that comes in and they, and the judges really like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Chris, what is our Chris Jenner question of the week? Okay. I'm going to go a little bit hard on this one. I feel like. Oh no. Okay. I'm ready. With the recent Supreme Court controversy over Roe versus Wade and it potentially being overturned, do you think that women's rights are being questioned? That's a good one. Have you heard that somewhere yet? I have. Have you? Where? What system? Uh, in the Miss Volunteer system. It just oh. wrapped up. Uh, they had their very first na- nationals last week. And that was something that came up. And I just think it's a good thing to just think through because it's not necessarily about 
politics when you're answering this question. It's about do you feel women's rights are in question? That It's not do you believe in abortion or do you think that, you know, pro-life, pro-choice. This question is here's what's happening. Does this call into question women's rights? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a really good question and a good question for that system, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very uh, – it's like a uh, 12-minute long interview. So it's a really long interview. They really ask you all kinds of things just to get a great feel for who you are and what you would be like as a title holder. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Oh, I could ramble in a 12-minute interview. And it's a panel. <laughs> oh, wow. So you sit in front of that. I mean – you, I don't think you could do round robin 12 oh, minutes no. a piece. That, that's insane. That's too long. <laughs> yeah. That's a really long time. I, I wish our interview was just a little longer at Mrs. Ohio. I think five minutes is really like a really great time of frame. That's if I could design my perfect pageant, I think anywhere between five to seven minutes is perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, you can follow us at pageant buzz pod on social media we are on instagram and we are on facebook and as rebecca always says at the end of every episode don't forget to sparkle we are currently booking our next guest so follow us on instagram at pageant buzz pod and send us a dm if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast